When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Beyond the Fairways. With PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways, and away we go with Jay Delsing, who played in over 700 PGA Tour events. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Our guest coming up should be a lot of fun to visit with Ken Bentley. He is the commissioner of the APGA. He's in his 14th season of doing that. We're originating from St. Louis. They were in this past week at Glen Echo to have an event, and the winner of that event gets an exemption on a tour stop next year affiliated with the Ascension Charity Classic, which is also in St. Louis, and the APGA. First of all, great to see you, Jay. Danny, thanks. Great to see you, too. Great to be with you. You know, the APGA coming to St. Louis this year, they have a standalone date. Last year, they were during the week of the Ascension Charity Classic. So I think it's it was a, a, a real success and a, and a big deal. Chad Johnson won the tournament, played really, really well, 11 under par around that place for 36 holes. They got some tricky greens over there at Glen Echo. You know, that was the host of the very first time the Olympic Games when golf was in the Olympic Games in 1904. So some, kind of some cool history, and I can't wait to – to talk to Ken, see what uh, what's cooking there with the APGA. One of the things that has been shocking to me, the percentage of African-Americans that are playing the sport, and it's not maybe what you think it would be. I want to ask him about that. You thought with the Tiger effect that you were going to see more of the minorities maybe get involved in the game of golf. That, not, that hasn't necessarily been the case, is it? It hasn't, Danny, and it's interesting because when I got on tour in the middle 80s, there were way more African-American guys playing, and... Um, it's, it's interesting. It had, probably has something to do with kind of the demise of the caddy programs across the country where, you know, golf carts came along and people stopped um, uh, caddying and things like that. But, you know, it's always easier to play basketball, Danny. There yeah. was always way more money in the NBA than, than now, you know, the PGA Tour is catching up. But, you know, in soccer... Just roll the ball out and go. I know. You don't need a whole lot. You need a pair of shoes. You don't have shoes. You know, basketball, you need some shoes or you don't have shoes and a, and a ball and a hoop. And, you know, so it'll be interesting. And But what, you've what always it, said to me, though, this is I got to stop you. You've always yeah. said to me that we say that golf is not an affordable sport, but that's not necessarily the case either, is it? No, it's the, I, I do not like that, that argument at all. First of all, if that were the case, I would have never – ever been a you know you and I grew up damn near identically where we were kind of 
low middle to upper local. <laughs> sure. Know? And we didn't even know what we didn't know. But, and put it this we, way, we, it wasn't on the forefront of our sports that we played. We were playing football, wiffle ball, basketball, outside, outside, baseball, yeah, whatever. Any anything, anytime what season changed, we changed with it. Whatever we you know, we didn't have a whole lot of need because we knew we weren't gonna get. Right. We didn't ask. We stayed outside. We did what we did. But um, you know, I started playing golf with my mom's clubs. You know, you go to a movie and it costs fifteen or twenty dollars to go to a movie if, without anything to eat. You know, you send your you can go to a municipal golf course almost anywhere in the country, and they're going to let your kids stay there all day long for a flat fee. And you know, before you know it, that your child will be working there just exactly. like I did. It's just so. I didn't have fancy clothes. I didn't have fancy clubs. I started with my mom's. I didn't know it was not cool to have red clubs. You know, they're like, dude, those are girls, ladies' clubs. I'm like, how do you know? know? So when you're dumb like I am, you just keep on going. But, Danny, you can get U.S. Clubs for Kids has great young sets with a bag, with a putter, you know, five to seven clubs for under $100. Come on, man. You can get just get something in your hands and get swinging. And if that bug bites you like it did us, you know, man, it's a lifetime sport. It really is. And and one of the things I'm sure that we'll get into with Ken is uh, corporations that step up and sponsorships that uh, step up. Thanks to people like Doherty, who's the, the title sponsor of our program here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're the presenting sponsor of the APGA event here in St. Louis. It's the Ascension APGA Classic presented by Darty Business Solutions. And and I think uh, I think Ken is going to concur, Danny, that St. Louis is a pivotal place for this tour and for for this uh, opportunity for a lot of folks. And, and um, when Ascension created the event a couple of years ago, Darty came on board right away. There was a chain reaction down the corporate line, and I think Cisco came on board and some other big name players. So, I I I, I want to ask him where the where St. Louis you know ranks in for in terms of significance, and 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 I am sure the St. Louis event is right up at the top of their list. I want to get into putting on this edition of Beyond the Fairways innovations with putting, meaning the long putter that we're seeing or the short putter that is commonly seen on the PGA Tour, but also drills for those of you that are listening. What does Jay do when he arrives at a golf course and starts to prepare for a round of golf, whether it's with me or getting ready to play in the Ascension Charity Classic? We'll also have our picks of the week. And the the tour stop, this has been fun to watch the FedEx playoffs, the cup, the race, how it all gets going. And it got going last week with um, a win by Lucas Glover. So he's had back-to-back weeks. And I I thought the theme of this should be putting because the long putter has changed his career. Ten years, Danny. So Lucas is a dear friend. So I've been texting him. We've got to get him on the show. He has been struggling with the Ips for ten years. The three-foot putt. I mean, you can pull up stuff online and it'll make you turn away. I mean – It'll make you turn away, and now he's got this long putter, and it, it's funky looking, but, man, did he putt. I mean, his putting won him the championship at Memphis. It absolutely did. And you never know when it may happen, when it may click. He's 43, but now back-to-back wins. He's put himself in the conversation for the Ryder Cup team. 
and he's put himself in the conversation of winning all three events, it would be hard to bet against him going into this weekend in the BMW Championship. No question, Danny. Lucas is a ball-hitting machine. He has always been. He's a major champion. He won the U- U.S. Open at, um, at Bethpage, and, and this guy is a stud. And he's just really been up against it, battling and battling. And you saw how emotional it was for him at Sedgefield at the Wyndham Classic when he when he won that championship. And uh, and then to go out last week, I mean, I picked him on one of our other shows to to repeat because Memphis, you got to hit it at Memphis, man. And and, uh, and and that's what he does. And so it wouldn't surprise me again if it's up there. And his that long putter has saved Adam Scott. It's another guy that, that that puts with what they call the kind of the broomstick, and you know they came out with that ruling, Danny, a couple of years ago that the putter cannot be anchored, so it needs to be free, freely swung, and not attached to other any other parts of your body other than your hands. And so, and it's it's plain is the way Lucas has it. That that, that thing's just kind of hanging down the middle of his body, and his stroke doesn't necessarily look great, but man, the results you cannot argue with. So will it be a three times a charm for Lucas Glover? We'll find out from Jay in our picks of the week, but coming up, we'll visit with Ken Bentley from the APGA. That's next. This is Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. This is Beyond the Fairways, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions with Jay Delsing, who played nearly 30 years on the PGA Tour. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Our guest this week, Ken Bentley. He is the commissioner of the APGA Tour in his 14th year of doing that. And, Ken, welcome back to St. Louis, and welcome back to Beyond the Fairways. Well, thanks, you guys, for having me. Uh, St. Louis is such a great sports um, town that it's always a pleasure to, to come back here. Kent, I, I got to tell you, I just love what you're doing with the uh, APGA Tour. And Christian Heavens has been a buddy of mine. It's someone that Danny and I pull for every week, wherever you guys are. And th- let, let the listeners know a little bit about the APGA Tour and what's going on and why it's so special. Well, Christian Heavens is a, a special person to me, too. He's uh, one of the guys that really helped grow the APGA, and, and I think he's what the APGA is all about. Um, we started this 14 years ago as a way to give African-Americans and other minorities just the opportunity to to realize their dreams in golf, to make it to the PGA Tour. 
Um, so we started with three tournaments, largely on inner city golf courses. And if you fast forward to today, we've got 18 tournaments around the country, one in Bermuda. Um, we've got over a million dollars in prize and bonus money. Um, our players are, are, are playing much better. Um, we, we found, we surveyed our players a few years ago and we found that most were playing on first tee courses. Uh, they had been fitted for golf clubs. And so they were out there competing, um, with not the tools that they, they needed to be successful. So we started a player development program. Now we provide all those resources for, for the players in our player development program. We buy them clubs. We pay for club membership. We pay for uh, their lessons. So we're giving these guys the tools that they need to be successful. I, I would assume it's amazing for them when they say and get to see the chance to play in like this past week at Glen Echo or some of the other exposure that they get because it's tough to get exposure, as you know, in this game, but you're allowing them to have that process done. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the courses we play, I think, uh, rival any tour outside the PGA Tour. We, we're on, uh, as you mentioned, Glen Echo, but we also uh, have a tournament on, I think, four or five courses that host major championships, Valhalla, Torrey Pines, uh, we're at Pebble Beach. So there's, there's all these iconic courses that our guys get a chance to play on. And so what we really try to do is to give them as much as possible a PGA Tour experience. And, and they certainly got that at Glen Echo. At Glen Echo the, the club was so supportive. The volunteers turn out. Uh, they light the Olympic flame. And it's an event that our guys really look forward to coming back to every year. Tim O'Neill is an African-American that played in the uh, Ascension Charity Classic last year. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Tim, hell, for probably 15 or 20 years. He's a guy that's uh, doing really well. He's fully exempt on the Champions Tour this year. A good uh, role model for some of these young men. Oh, definitely. Tim uh, played on our tour when we first started, and he played all the tournaments. But uh, he was uh, the best player on our tour. But I think the thing that really made Tim stand out is he was a great mentor. You'd see him on the putting green helping guys. He he was such a professional that he taught our guys how to be a professional. And Tim is uh, really a, an example of perseverance. Here's a guy that his um, Q school mishaps have been legendary, and he, he never quit, and he never stopped being professional and taking the game as seriously as he could and now it's paid off he's doing well on the champions tour and i expect him to win on the champions tour uh before long ken benley is our guest and he is the commissioner of the apga tour the advocates professional golf association ken give us a little bit about your background and why you made this such a passion for you in your life well i grew up uh in la in uh, south central la and ironically, I got into tennis and uh, back when, when I was growing up, uh, there weren't many people playing tennis. And I really didn't have the resources to compete. Um, I, I was able to get a college scholarship. And there's a story that, that I love to tell. I, I was the first African-American player at the University of California, Santa Barbara. And one day I got a knock on my door. 
and was my political science professor. And he was one of three uh, African-American professors at UCSB at the time. And he had these two tennis rackets. And he said, I don't know anything about tennis, but I heard that you were an African-American playing tennis at UC Santa Barbara. And I wanted you to have all the tools you need to be successful. So I went to a tennis shop and asked them to give me the two most expensive rackets they had. (laughs) Wow. Um, And so, and I didn't even, I didn't know this guy at all. I was just in his class. And and that stuck with me. Um, And so when I had a chance to to start this, I started playing golf. um, And I I met Adrian Stills, who, who told me his story. He had played on the PGA Tour, and I asked him why there weren't more African Americans on tour. And he said it was a matter of opportunity. And if he felt like if we could start something and give these guys the opportunity, we could uh, change the face of golf. And that's how we got started, just simply from that conversation with the three tournaments and to where we are today. Ken, I had the pleasure of playing with Adrian. He is a great guy and uh, no surprise that he's uh, such an advocate. I wanted to ask you, when I grew up and I came on the tour, I got my card in 1984. We had so many more African-Americans playing, and right. it was Jim Thorpe and Calvin Pete and Lee Elder, and the <laughs> list just went on and on. There were, you know, there, do you think it's kind of the, the, the caddy programs that have died out? What do you think the reasoning is in, in, for not more African-Americans playing on tour right now? Well, I think the caddy program had uh, a lot to do with it, because if you look at all those guys you mentioned, they started out as caddies. And the thing about, um, and I had a chance to, I had a chance to talk to them over the years, uh, but but they all started as caddies, and they had the opportunity to learn the game as a caddy, and also they had an opportunity to play on the courses that they caddied on. So I think that helped. And then the old United Golf Association tour, which we modeled our our tour after you know, gave those guys a chance to play tournaments and, and develop their games until they got to the PGA Tour. So I, I, I think that um, that's uh, a big part of it. I think the other thing is that golf has changed so much from when those guys played. I mean, there was no technology to it. Uh, you know, the, just the game was just completely different. So you could go out and, you know, play and, they had a chance to play on those courses so they could compete sort of on equal footing. Now the game's changed so much that uh, you need track man or you need uh, full swing or you, you need um, all these opportunities to travel. Equipment is so expensive. So I think those costs uh, really have changed a lot. And uh, But I think the big reason is the caddy program went away and that just um, – kill the opportunity. Hey guys, hold on for just a moment. Want to tell our listeners about Factor. With the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals. I use them Jay uses them. Our families eat them. It's delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, stay on track with your healthy 
lifestyle. Too busy with your end-of-summer goals to cook but want to make sure that you're eating well? Think Factor. Refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. It's Factor. Level up with gourmet plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. That's Factor. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch. Think about Factor. Looking for calorie-conscious options ahead of the busy season? It's delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals, with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Head to factormeals.com slash BTF50. Use the code BTF50. You'll get 50% off. That's code BTF50 at factormeals.com slash BTF50 to get 50% off. Ken Bentley, the commissioner of the APGA Tour, is with us, and they were competing this past week at Glen Echo in Ascension. It was the main driving force behind that. How about current players that are on the PGA Tour, Ken, that are intimately involved with this or have some type of involvement to try to help these players graduate to a mini tour, the Corn Ferry, and ultimately the PGA Tour? Well, we have a a few guys that uh, played on our tour uh, that are now playing on the PGA Tour. I think of uh, Joseph Bramlett. When he was injured, um, he didn't really have a pl- chance to play anywhere and didn't have status anywhere. So he came on the APGA tour, played our tournaments. Uh, Tony Finau played their tour championship. Uh, Harold Varner played uh, in our tournament in Tampa. Uh, so we've gotten support from those guys, uh, mainly from just mentoring our guys. They've been available to talk to them. Uh, Billy Horschel has been amazing. Uh, Billy started hosting a tournament three years ago, and it was Billy's idea. He approached us, his team approached us about uh, hosting a tournament. Billy gave everyone his phone number at the first tournament, uh, something I didn't advise him to do, but he wanted the guys to feel (laughs) like, you know, because I know these guys will call, and they have, and they call Billy all the time. Uh, Billy calls them. Uh, when our guys get an exemption, Billy plays a practice route with them. So Billy's been amazing. Um, his tournament um, was first held at Sawgrass for two years. Now it's going to be a concession um, this October. Uh, we've gotten, um, I know these guys aren't on the PGA Tour now, but we got significant contributions from um, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, we've gotten... Um, from Charles Howells helped us, um, Patrick Reed. So a number of PGA Tour players have stepped up and really contributed to the APGA. I think that the thing that that's really great for me is I've had a chance to play in some pro-ams through my uh, being on the board at Farmers Insurance. And it's amazing when I meet these guys, they've all heard of the APGA. And, um, you know, they've got a million questions. And the, the last thing they leave me with is, if you need any help, just let me know. And that's the thing that, that's the most gratifying to me. You know, Ken, Darty Business Solutions is the title sponsor of our show. And they were the presenting sponsor, you know, of the APGA event at Glen Echo. And they have this program called Access Point, which is mostly um, African-American females that are making between fifty five dollars and $60,000 a year in these tech field jobs where they start training them right out of high school. And 
So I really feel like St. Louis has had a, 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 um, because of this business community, Ascension and Darty and some of the others, I know Centene is a big supporter as well, have, have really kind of tried to lend their weight you know, behind this effort. I, I don't know if you've seen that in other cities as much, but we're pretty proud of that here in St. Louis. Well, no, we, we haven't seen it uh, from a local point of view like we have in St. Louis. Um, Nick Ragone at Ascension has just been amazing. I mean, he's just uh, totally embraced uh, the APGA Tour. And as you mentioned, the program that Doherty has, I, I learned about it last year. When, uh, at the press conference we had and what they do in this community and how passionate they are about changing this community is amazing. I mean, I love to see that program rolled out across the country. I think we would change uh, a lot of lives and give people a lot more hope if we could have that program um, all across the United States. But St. Louis is unique in that. I mean, the community um, it's so amazing here. It's such a great sports town. When I was here for the press conference, um, I'm a big Dodger fan. And when I said it at the press conference, I got booed. <laughs> yeah, that'll uh, do it. <laughs> so, no, it is an amazing sports town. Hey, Ken, I would imagine that young kids, African-American kids, see this tour and they think, you know what, I can do this. And typically that has not been their sport, but I'm sure you give them a lot of hope and a lot of guidance to say, yeah, I can be the next tennis player like you played, or I can be the next golfer, which historically has not been the sports that they've been involved in. Well, that's true. Um, we we were involved in a clinic at uh, the Torrey Pines a couple of years ago. And it really uh, illustrates your point. Willie Mack and Tim O'Neill um, were doing the clinic with Billy Horschel, Ricky Fowler, and uh, there was one other player I can't remember. But those guys, Ricky Fowler and Billy Horschel, uh, the kids had seen on TV. Um, but there were three African-American kids out of the 50 kids that were at the clinic. And those three kids... Um, chose to be in Willie Mack and Tim's line the whole two hours of the clinic. And they, the kids had the opportunity to self-select on which line and which player they wanted to take a lesson from. And those three kids stayed with Tim and Willie. And that just shows you they had never seen up close an African-American professional golfer. And it was so meaningful to them to see those guys. And so you're right. I think our guys are an inspiration. When you go to a number of inner city golf courses, you know, they don't talk about Jordan Spieth or, or those guys. They'll talk about Tim O'Neill and they'll talk about Willie Mack and they talk about uh, Marcus Bird. And those are the names that that uh, inner city kids look up to now. It reminds me of at the Ascension Charity Breakfast where Tory Holden and Isaac Bruce were honored and Danny Mack was did a great job of emceeing. We had a young lady from the PGA Junior League step up in front of 200 people. Danny, what was she, 15, 16 years old? If that. And if that, she yeah. knocked it out of the park, Ken. And she was an African-American young lady and was so eloquent and so poised and talked about how my. I told my friends I'm playing golf, and they're like, what? what? Yeah, yeah that's they, what old people do. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, right. and so – 
even if it's and, and I know this is how dirty it feels about their access program, which can, by the way, is being rolled out in Atlanta and Minneapolis as we speak. If you can turn one young boys or young girls attention to something different, you know, a different mm-hmm. opportunity, it's this is all worth it. Oh, very much so. If because all too often when you're in um, the inner city uh, and I, I think back to my time growing up um, as crazy as it seems, I had never been to the beach or, you know, I, had, I hadn't been on an airplane until I went on a recruiting trip. I was a senior in high school, never been on an airplane, you know, never really been outside of my, my community. Um, and tennis really opened up, the world to me. I had an opportunity to just go places I never would have an opportunity otherwise. And I think the same thing for golf. We're showing these these kids a different way, a different, uh, we're opening their eyes to a whole different world. Uh, I remember um, um, a teacher one time told me that a book can can let you travel all over the world. Well, I think a set of golf clubs can do the same thing. It can let you travel all over the world and see the whole, see a, a world that's completely different than the one you're you're currently in. Well, Ken, you're doing an amazing job. We can't say thank you enough for stopping in St. Louis and stopping on our show on this Sunday morning. We know you're busy and keep doing what you're doing. It's great to see these kids have the chance to play this great game of golf. Well, thank you guys for having me and thanks for all the support. And hopefully, we can tee it up the next time I'm. In St. Louis. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. That is better than most. Better than most. Maybe. Yes, sir. Here it is. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Fun visit with Ken Bentley, who does not get interviewed all that often, as he mentioned. But it's fun for us to shed light on a tour that is making a difference for so many people out there. Oh, Danny, we know Christian Evans personally. Great young man. You know, grew up in East St. Louis and uh, African-American, but the color of his skin is irrelevant. He's a great guy and a good player. And the fact that they're getting different opportunities, it's a a big deal, man. It means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to you. We went out there and, and watched it a little bit and you know, Ascension. They can Nick play, and, man. Oh, these they kids can, can def- play. Oh, they can definitely play it. Nick Ragone, our buddy from Ascension, and Steve Spratt were both out there. John Worth with Darty Business Solutions was there. The CEO, Ron Darty himself, was out there with his girlfriend Paula. I mean, they had a lot of presence out there, and they were impressed. And and we did the the Darty Junior Clinic that I hosted, I think, on Wednesday or something, and it was. Awesome. We had 43 kids out there from all sorts of different schools, all different colors, sizes, shapes. It was just fantastic. So the other thing that was interesting in our visit there with Ken is that he grows up as a tennis player and says, well, there's not a lot of folks, and I'm paraphrasing, not a lot of folks that look like me, but someone took an interest in me, got me the two best clubs they could find, most expensive in in terms of rackets, I should say. And he wants to supply that experience for these kids to have a chance. I say kids, but young men, young women women to have a chance to play and who knows as we said with Lucas Glover it takes one time all of a sudden it clicks and you find yourself on the PGA Tour I know I mean it's 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 phenomenal the APGA Tour is supplying equipment for those in need and doing some really crucial stuff I mean Danny it's a it's a grassroots thing I mean I think the what was the total purse this in St. Louis was it 
I don't know. It was, it was, anyways, it was a substantial person. And one of the Ken, biggest on their tour. As, right. And as Ken said, St. Louis is a significant cog in this wheel. And that's really neat. Absolutely. So coming up, we're going to give you a tip segment. We were talking about at the beginning of the show, Lucas Glover, what he's done with his putter. It's changed his career. So we talk putting on this edition of Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tips segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing and four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Tip segment on Beyond the Fairways. Okay, Jay Delsing, over 700 PGA Tour events, 30 years on the PGA Tour. You arrive at the golf course, as I said, whether you're playing with me, guy down the street, gal down the street, PGA Tour event, I don't care what it is. You arrive on that putting green, the practice green. What are you doing? The first thing I'm doing, Danny, is just, so let's say that we're not playing at some place that's familiar. So the first thing I do, I bring three balls, drop them, and I putt long putts and just start just start rolling them. Watch you it start roll. with long putts. You start with long putts and watch it roll and get a sense for the speed. And, oh, man, these are fast. These are, you, you, you know, it's this will sound insane, but I know that I told you this when we were talking about your short game a while back. My feet are the first thing to touch the ground, to touch the green. I don't, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention. Is it spongy? But you have a, you it, know that though. You have a feel for what a difference of a green feels like on your feet, even. It does. Yeah, absolutely. You do, and and you're like, man, this is kind of squishy. This is kind of spongy, or this is really, really firm. I mean, walk on a U.S. Open style green, Ooh. and you're like, man, back in the days, you'd have you know nails on the bottom of your shoes, and they barely go in. You know that those greens were firm, but that's the first thing I do, and I'll, I'll, I'll go a twenty. 20 foot or 15 foot or whatever it is. And I'll just roll some and I'm not working on my stroke. I'm, I'm obviously feeling what I'm going to do. I never stop doing that, but I'm rolling the ball and getting a sense. What has this thing got that extra, you know, Danny, some of these greens, what, what you, you'll play and that ball will have that extra two or three feet of rollout on it. And you'll think you hit it, you know, a foot from the hole and all of a sudden you got a five footer. So you're doing it long putts when you first get there and then it starts to gradually move its way in. Absolutely, absolutely. So just once you get a feel, and you you you're per, you're perceptive. You know, you you get in there and you start feeling what you're feeling, and you're like, okay, cool. I get a sense for what the speed's like. Now I'm going to start getting in there closer to the hole. I'll I'll get some ten footers. I'll I'll do some other things. I'm not doing any drills at this point. I'm just trying to get a feel for it. I'll look. You know, one of the things that. that I know this sounds crazy, but there are certain places where the the greens just don't break as much as you as they as you think they would, or as you'll read. And so when I start getting closer into the hole from the ten feet on in, I'm watching. You know, this looks like a right edge, but is it a right edge? But I'm not doing my pre-shot routines. I'm just rolling the ball, but I'm 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 plugging in all this information, Danny, and then and then. Um, Gosh, I, after after a while, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna get off the putting green only to come back. Okay, you know what I mean. And yeah. so I'll get off the putting green and I just kind of let that percolate a little bit, and then I'll I'll go hit a few balls. Or sometimes the other thing that I when I was playing all the time that I was mindful of was the sand. Because the green and the sand were two of the things that changed the most from week to week. You get hard river sand and really heavy, thick stuff. Here in the Midwest, you go down to Florida and it's that sugary type stuff that packs and you just have to barely 
tap it and the ball comes flying out of those. So I, a lot of times, you know, where we go, there'd be there'd be a practice screen and there'd be a bunker there and stuff. So I'll, I'll grab my, my 58 and I'll get in there and just flop a few out there and go, oh, okay. I mean, after a while, I've, I've seen all this before. It's just some, something to, to put your mind at ease and go, okay, you know, the, the, the bunker over here looks like this is kind of tight and, and compact and I'm going to be able to clip that ball and spin it. Sometimes it's going to be a lot of chunk and runs out of there where I can't spin the ball. You know, it's just, I'm just taking in as much information as I can from just around this, the putting and chipping green. Pre-putt routine, what is it? So my pre-putt routine is that I I go around the hole, let's say you're putting or my my uh, my competitors are, are doing their thing and I'm, I'm looking at it and it doesn't take me very long, Danny. Most of the time I get a, a really good sense for what this thing's going to do and then I make my decision, this is a ball outside right. Okay, so then what I do is my turn to putt. Now, mark my ball. Uh, I've gone from using the line on the ball to not using the line, and I'm in a period right now where I do not use the line. Sometimes when my short, when I struggle with some of my short putts, I'll, I'll go to the line because it's really, really helpful to get you, you know, to to make sure you're you're lining squarely to where you want to go. And um, my pre-shot routine looks like this: it, it's the right edge of the hole. I'll 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 pick a line that I want. I'll pick a spot in the hole that I want the ball to go in to, and then my I make one practice stroke, and I'm looking at that spot. I go, I I move the putter head back behind the ball. I look at the ball. I look at the hole. Back to the ball and gone. And it's I mean, gone. Yeah. It's probably ten seconds, Danny. My pre-shot routine is is somewhere right around ten seconds, and I do that every single putt I hit, regardless of the length. Say you're a man or woman that you're a business person that you're listening to this, and you got some time to kill in your office. Yeah, is there stuff that you can do at home that can help with your putting? Yeah, absolutely, guys. The, look, you had we found a ball the other day, Danny, that was the Callaway that had the three lines yeah. on it. You know, those lines are there to try to help you aim the thing, and they also will do, help you dictate how how purely the ball's rolling, right? And so use those lines. Grab one of those or, or take a Pro V1 and Sharpie out the Pro V, the, the label on the on the seam of the ball, and then line that up with the line on your putter. I'd say, Danny, 90% of all putters have some form of line on them or a dot or something where that, that signifies the most solid part of the putter, and it's usually right in the center. I, I know it's right in the center of the – uh, back in the old days, sometimes the most solid point, Danny, was more towards the heel. <laughs> they didn't make putters great back then. But but anyway, so you, you, you get that line and then work on your aim. That's crucially important to be a good putter. Work on your aim. And then the other thing that that line does, Danny, is that when you strike the putt, watch to see how that ball rolls. Is it a tight line rolling on top of itself? If it is, you know you hit that really well. If that thing's got a bunch of wiggle in it, Oh man, you hit that! You you hit it with either an open face or a closed face because it gives that wobble. It's it's a real cool diagnostic tool. Innovations in golf will take us to the long putter. So if you're watching Mr. Glover this past weekend, you see him using that long putter, or even the weekend before back-to-back PGA Tour wins. He's gone to that. Why has he gone to that? And it's an innovation in golf. We'll get to that in just a moment. This is presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. 
Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. The world of golf is ever-evolving. It's time for Equipment and Innovations in Golf. On Beyond the Fairways. The long putter in golf. We've seen that with Glover. We've seen it with Longer. We've seen it with others that uh, have the yips. I guess they're battling the yips, my man, and that's one of the ways that they try to get rid of it. Danny, Bernhard Langer has been battling the yips on and off for over two decades. 20 years he he won i don't know if you'll recall he didn't use the long putter but he had that arm lock thing yes where he had his his free hand i remember and strapped the putter in with that other hand i mean so guys have been trying to innovate and trying to figure out ways you have the claw grip the pencil grip you know all of these weird things with your low hand mostly right-handed golfers anyway so their right hand is either stuck in they're trying to be able to move that putter well without having typically the yip standing are in your right hand and what happens right at the ball there's a little flinch and so the the club face will be in control uncontrollable right at impact which means it'll open or it'll and it's just awful looking and i've had them and it's Sucks. How'd you get rid of it? I just kept putting. Yeah. You just, you just kept putting. It. And the other thing is I worked on my aim because it was typically something that had to do with my aim. And I was a kid, so I was always kind of opening it a little and pushing it out there. And and then the other thing was worked a lot on my grip pressure. It's hard to do that wild flinchy when you're when you're just holding on to the putter lightly. And you got to get the head of that putter swinging, man. When did it first start, the long putter, and how did it become into play that we see now every day? And as you mentioned, the rules of the golf can't rest on the chest, that kind of thing. But when did you see that, and what did you think? Oh, I thought it was ridiculous. I think Ian Woosen was one of the first to use it. Bernard Langer was one of the first to use it. Now, this was on the regular tour. Um, I'm trying to think. Bruce Litsky used it. He was he was cross hand, and then he went to that broomstick style putter as well. And um, it was it's basically Danny a version of a long pendulum, you know. And they're trying to get the fulcrum up as close and in tight to their body as they can, and and just get that head swinging around there. But so I messed with that. For a time, and you know, I'm six foot five. I couldn't be get, the longest club in the I, history dude, of golf. I know. I take a drop, and I could move. I could go from the left <laughs> side of the fairway to the right. You know, because you're allowed to use yeah. the longest club in your bag. But it's um, there's there were some. I I I used one, Danny, a version of this as a belly putter as well, which of course has been outlawed. Right. And I would practice with this belly putter so much that all of a sudden I'm like, why don't I just use it? You know, and some guy said, is this a long putter? And I said, no, not for me. It's a belly. And I think it was Willie Wood. You know, he's like five foot six. And it was like a broom handle putter for him, you know, because I was, uh, I had a longer shaft in there. But guys have been trying to innovate for years and years 
to figure out ways to hold more putts. And if you can hold more putts with a long putter, then you know they're going to use it. Adam Scott has had a resurgence in his career with that long putter. And now look at what Lucas Glover, and my hat is off to Lucas because he has, there are some ugly, ugly YouTubes of Lucas out there trying to shake that three-footer down. And, oh, man, this is this kid's a Clemson kid. He's a good human being and a really good player. Six-time winner now on the PGA Tour. It's amazing. Game. And back-to-back PGA Tour wins. Can you find these long putters at your, your local store, or do you have to have them specially made? Both. You you can find some, but for the most part, they're going to be specially made because they're going to uh, depend so much on how tall you are sure. and, and what your body shape is like. All right, we're going to take a look at our picks of the week. That's coming up next. This is Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week? It's time for the picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. BMW Championship, Olympia Fields, Illinois. It is 7,366 yards. It's a beast. It is a beast. That's where Jim Furyk won the most recent edition of the U.S. Open. They've had, I think, major. two U.S. Yep. Opens and two PGA Championships there. So Absolutely. We're talking about a beast of a golf course. I would imagine scores will not be what we've seen at other stops on the PGA Tour, I mean, we're talking, what do you think, four, five, six under can win this thing? Or it, is it could. Be- it just depends on the weather. With the heat, the greens might be soft, Danny, so I don't know. But you know they'll be rough. So I'm not and crazy you, for saying you that. Know the, no, no, no. And okay. you know the golf course will be in, in really good condition. So, But with the summer heat, now, now we've been in the strange – period of the last two or three weeks where we've been getting a ton of rain and much cooler temperatures for August. So, hell, you know how Chicago is, too. It's an entirely different animal up there. Lucas Glover became the first winner of a FedEx Cup playoff event outside the top 25 in the past five years. He's now won back-to-back events. I'm sure some people are saying, ride it out. He could be the hot hand. Maybe you're going to say that. But I'm going to say Corey Connors is my pick. He's uh, gained strokes putting in each of his last three stro- uh, starts. So I'm going uh, Corey Connors. Just need to match it with his ball striking, too. Corey Connors, you know, I talk about Corey Connors you all the time. Him. I love I Corey got, Connors. I got love him before you Corey Connors. Him. That's, a, that's a good pick. I'm going, so he Corey Connors is your dark horse. Mm-mm. Oh, Corey Connors is your favorite. Oh, yeah, your he's fave. my favorite. Okay, so my favorite, I'm going with Max Homa. Max had a good tournament last week. U.S. Opens fit his style. Now, 7,300 yards long. Man, that's a lot of course. And Max is not a bomber. But I'm going to go with Max Homa as my favorite. Neither was Brian Harmon, and he won the uh, the British. I know, and he just... Man, that was fun to see. I keep and bringing that up. You why? Know. Why'd you bring well, that I up? I picked him. You yeah, know? you did. Not it a was dark fantastic. horse. That was the pick. I know, man. That was. And what did he go off at? I was looking today. What, what it was, was like one twenty-five to one or something like that. It may have been worse than that. Oh, I mean, it was. It was a lot. Why didn't we bet that? I don't know. Stupid. Stupid is right. Damn. All right, dark horse. I'm going with uh, Matthew. Fitzpatrick, okay? Look, there's a Chicago. There's some Chicago influence there. I like it. Half a semester at Northwestern, and Olympia Fields will be very tough. He loves, he always says, I love the harder golf courses. Well, he's going to get quite the test uh, this weekend. So I'm going with Matthew Fitzpatrick. I love it. I love it. I am going to go with Sahith Thagala. So this is a Pepperdine kid. His parents are of Indian descent. I love this kid, I, I, he's just, he's a great interview. He, he doesn't fit the mold, Danny. He's got his kind of a little bit of homemade swing in there. He, but he's, 
he's young and he's in the mix. And so I'm going to go with Sahith. I, I, uh, he's always fun to pull for anyway. Hey, this is always fun to do this. Beyond the Fairways, Jaybird, thanks for doing it. And if you want to listen to our past interviews, please go back to our catalog of interviews, which is included uh, Tom Watson, David Faraday. We've had Curtis Strange. We've had Peter Jacobson. I mean, we've had a lot of great guests. Dottie Pepper, Barbara Dottie Nick, Pepper, yeah. Gary McCord was super, super fun. It, hard to not smile when I think of that interview. Absolutely. Jay Bird, thanks so much. Danny, I love you, buddy. Thanks for doing it with me. Feel the same way. That's Jay Delsey. I'm Dan McLaughlin. This is Beyond the Fairways. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions.